right, so it is Saturday, June the 20th of 2015. Uh, this is our big uh, E3 post show. We discuss everything we saw at E3 this last week. Um, we had a lot of good things and a lot of lackluster things, in my opinion. Yeah. Overall, I would say this has been a pretty good E3, though. I think so. I mean, there was definitely some stuff we wish we could have seen there, you know, like... Half-Life 3... Yeah, there's always, there's always that there's hope. There's always that hope There's always hope that, that Every Half-Life 3 is going to be there, but... it's never It never is. It's never going to come. It's just going to be like that unicorn of a game that's never going to get made. Um, so we'll just... Uh, what we can do, we'll just start off and go straight from, uh, from the beginning. And kind of just go down the list in the order that um, the press conferences happen and stuff like that. That sounds good. Um, we'll start with day zero, which was technically Sunday. Yeah. Um, Sunday we had uh, the Nintendo World Championship, mm-hmm. where we had um, John Numbers was crowned uh, World Championship, a uh, World Champion of Nintendo. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to to see that one, but I'm mean, gonna think if I can catch the recording of it on YouTube. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of it is it's kind of lackluster and it's not like all that great. Um, you mean they didn't have the giant CRT monitors and the game show hosts at Universal Studios? Nope. It's not like the wizard? No. Um, no mute kid just like kicking everyone's ass? <laughs> no. They um, they did show some uh, potential of uh, what they officially na- uh, announced the name for the Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called Super Mario Maker. Um, the Who final thought ch- of that? The final challenge of, uh, of the competition... Um, was to play Super Mario Maker um, made by some of the people at the Treehouse. Yeah. Um, they made these crazy levels, and at the very least, that's worth looking at because you can yeah. really see the potential of uh, Mario Maker in that uh, in just that small little segment because yeah. the, the levels they made are just completely crazy and over the top, and it makes me really excited to make my own crazy levels and play everybody else's crazy levels. So that's worth checking out. Um, Technically, right before that, uh, they had a little treehouse thing, and they announced uh, Earthbound Beginnings. That sounds pretty cool. So, what we got in uh, the U.S., Earthbound, was technically Mother 2. Yeah. Um, This is Mother 1. Okay. So, it's like the prequel to Earthbound. Um, Still no word, of course, on Mother 3 coming to the U.S., Yeah. I think it, they kind of seem that this is a franchise is kind of picking back up. Yeah, and a lot of people have really, been really digging it lately. It seems really easy for them to kind of just uh, translate Mother 3 and then, you know, ship it in the States. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe um, maybe this will kind of spark a new little life it's, in that. It's definitely grown beyond just a cult classic here in the States. Yeah. It, um, like, I know, like, in Japan, it's been very popular, but here... Uh, it's it's definitely grown more, especially with like everyone getting hopping on Smash Brothers yeah, and everything. Yeah, in, in Smash, and then you know you had the uh, Earthbound re-release on the uh, Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah, uh, it's kind of just become that thing where people really enjoy it, and you know would want to see that that sequel come out of it. Uh, but we did get the prequel to it, so that's kind of cool. Um, before that, as well, they had their Smash Bros. Direct. Where they did announce that Ryu was in the game. Nice. Ryu is DLC. Uh, Roy is DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added the Miiverse stage uh, <laughs> on the Wii U, which I think is hilarious because everybody's drawing just like vulgar shit and it's just appearing on your Miiverse stage. 
So that's that's kind of funny. There's just gonna be giant dicks flying around everywhere. Pretty much. Um, other than that, they announced a reuse stage. They kind of talked about tournament mode, and I think they said they're gonna ship that sometime in the fall. Um, so it, they kind of came out and talked about all the stuff that they probably could have filled their direct with to make it a little better, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that in a little bit. I hope they don't take out all the vulgarity because that's just going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's it's like vulgar in like a weird way, like in that way where like obviously there's moderators that are a little like take away all the dicks. Yeah. But there's just stuff that's just like subtle enough to where you're like, this is weird. I wonder how many times you're just going to see, you're a kid now, you're a squid now, you're a kid now, you're a you're squid now. You're probably going to see that just as much as you see it <laughs> Dick. in Splatoon. <laughs> um, so that was... Uh, that was technically both. That was a mini direct for Smash Bros, and then the rest was essentially done um, at the Nintendo World Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, like right after that, we had uh, Bethesda had their uh, press conference, their first ever press conference. Yeah. Um, pretty hype. Crazy amount of hype around this press conference. Yeah, I heard they just knocked it out of the park. I didn't catch all of it. I caught some, but... Yeah, it's just uh, mind-blowing. It was was definitely uh, one of the best press conferences Mm -hmm. of the show, in my opinion. Um, They started off with showing Doom. So that's something that everybody's kind of been curious about. And some people saw QuakeCon last year. If you went to QuakeCon, they kind of showed it like a Mm behind-the-doors little preview event of it. Oh, this is the like actual like world premiere of gameplay. Yeah, um, it looks kind of like back to roots. I know a lot of people are upset with it because um, they're still saying like, "Oh, it looks very slow. It looks very slow." Part of me thinks that that's because they want to show off how everything looks in the engine, how mm-hmm. pretty everything looks, and it, it looks gorgeous. Like those demons look fucking great. Yeah, and just the way they just get dismembered when you blast them with the shotgun. Is just, yeah, just yeah. They, they, they brought back like the old weapons, like the double barrel shotgun mm-hmm. and. Um, Couple other cool things. Yeah, the chainsaw, of course. Yeah, everyone was losing their shit when like the chainsaw came out and was like, yeah, cutting people in half. Those those like melee like fatality ending things yeah. are fucking brutal looking. Like some of them is just like ripping people apart, or, yeah, like, kicking them <laughs> off of things. Um, I think what we can expect to see, and a lot of the people were complaining that the game looks kind of slow, might not have noticed this, but in the in the last part of that little uh, single-player thing they showed mm-hmm. um, was, like, they were in, like, a pit. They were actually in hell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They showed the footage from, like, where they were in hell, and that looks fucking beautiful, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, like, a gross, like, demon-y kind of a way. Yeah. Um, Disgustingly beautiful. <laughs> but, like, there's a pit, and, you know, there's all these things coming out from everywhere. Um, and it, it just looks really cool. Like, you're, like, running around. You can switch weapons on the fly. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... It doesn't stop the game. It kind of slows it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool, too. Because I feel like that could just easily be taken advantage of where you're just, like, holding down the uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing and, like, you know, like, you know, doing whatever you're doing. Um, but that looks really cool. They showed some multiplayer footage. Mm-hmm. It wasn't gameplay footage, but it was kind of like a trailer. And it looks like you can turn into a demon. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of that quad power thing that they had in the older ones, yeah. it looks like you can straight up just turn into a demon and murder people. And that's that looks pretty cool. Pretty neat. Um, one of the things I'm very excited about they announced was that thing called Snap Map. Um, this is like their way of you being able to make your own levels mm-hmm. single player, multiplayer, uh, co op, whatever you want to do. 
you can create it and it's very simple it's just kind of like almost like lego pieces yeah so you kind of get your pieces and you just set them down next to each other to make like a hallway or like a curved hallway or like an open room you can have these pre uh like fixed rooms or you can actually go in and drop like barrels or like you know little fire traps or whatever you want um and they kind of were like, you know, this is available not just on PC, it's available on all consoles. So even on your Xbox One, you'll be able to make maps and download maps and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I think that really just adds to the longevity of a game. Yeah, it seems to be the common theme like for this year. They're just like they're packing in so many uh, like not mods, but like, like development but, like, tools. Just, like, there's the development tools to kind of just keep that to keep player interest. For and the that's most what of really games. keeps the game going, in my opinion. Because there's a lot of games I love, um, and really the only way to extend the life after you know they're done putting out DLC and everything is just like to mod the game, add new modes or something like that. Yeah. Um, that really adds the longevity of the game and there's plenty of people out there who have the time to make these like crazy, you know, overly attention to detailed like, you know, maps and like modes and everything. Yeah. Um, so that seems pretty fucking neat. Uh, I'm very excited for Doom. I think they announced that it will be releasing next year sometime, early next year. Yeah. I think in the spring of 2016. Um, we got some Dishonored news, not any gameplay or anything. It's just like a trailer of Dishonored 2. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to play as Emily, which seems really, really cool. I don't know if you played Dishonored. Like, I um, got through like maybe the first 30 minutes, and then I just couldn't be bothered with the rest of it. I just didn't really dig it that much. Yeah, it's it's not for everybody. A lot of people did enjoy it though, so it's you know it makes sense why they mm-hmm. they're coming out with the second one. Uh, Emily was the girl that you're trying to so okay, she's the one that gets kidnapped. Yeah, okay. yeah she's the one that gets kidnapped. So she you save her at the end, and then now she's an assassin too. I guess yeah, the party so guard pretty cool, thing, yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, and you'll be able to play as Corvo, which was the protagonist in the first one, yeah. or as Emily, which is kind of cool. Um, and they also announced a uh, Dishonored Definitive Edition uh, coming out. Uh, they didn't give a release date, um, but in one of the post-like uh, conference little interview things, the people said to be out in a couple weeks. So we're probably seeing an August release. I would say for that would be a, a safe bet. Yeah. Uh, but the most important thing, uh, they talked about uh, that other game, the free-to-play game. That they're having, I think it's called Battle Battleborn. Um, mm. They kind of re- talked about that a little bit, but that's not something I'm overly interested in. It doesn't look all that great. Yeah, um, I-, I can't remember if I've seen anything on it or not. If I did, I'm just not remembering. Which means it's like, probably it's not like worth a, remembering. It's, it's like a free to play, like class based. Is it third person thing? Yeah, I think so. Does like one dude look like a Roman centurion and he has like a giant like club looking thing? Maybe because there's like different nations. Okay. So each nation has like the same classes, but they look a little different. And they have like different weapons, and I don't know. And it looks, it looks fine. Maybe it'll be good, but and it is free to play. So there's that. But you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing to come out of Bethesda, Fallout Four. Yeah. Fallout Four, uh, I think, really blew everybody away. We already knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the. Um, the main dude at Bethesda who was like leading the conference, 
he was like, all right, and the conference is over, and everybody kind of, like, groaned and, like, was upset. He's like, oh, am I forgetting something? Oh, do you guys want to see Fallout? And then, you know, he, um... Hey, here's Fallout or whatever. Yeah, he, he called out Todd Howard. Slame. And, um, Todd Howard talked about the game, showed some gameplay footage. Um, they're really just blowing it out of the water with Fallout 4. Yeah. I know, like, two or three weeks ago, I talked about how I was concerned that uh, Fallout would have to compete with like The Witcher as far as like you know stories go and everything. That is completely gone. I don't even. Yeah. I feel stupid for having <laughs> said that and having it like be recorded, <laughs> so where I can't just take it back and no one can. Push yeah, I never on. said that. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I didn't say a goddamn thing. Um, but Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, like there's there's just so much going on in that trailer. I mean, not only do they show like off like all these really cool weapons at the end of like just like. Gameplay uh, that they did that quick little yeah. gameplay test that they did, but like um, like they, they showed off all those really gnarly kills. They yeah, showed so they, off, they show like, off all even, a bunch of those weapons that even you before use. that, like the first thing they show off is uh, the character creator. Yeah, and that's just so, so that cool. Is, that is such a like step forward from Fallout Three, where you just had like very limited options and you have a slider. Yeah, you have a bit of a slider. Sliders are, are are very hard to work with and. It's very hard to choose between one. Like, if you like something that's uh, the second one in the slider and something that's number 18, it's hard to switch between those two and kind of look yeah. at them. Um, everything is very simple. Just kind of, like, touch it and, touch it like, and drag it. Drag it. Kind of like N64 Super... Yeah. You know, Super <laughs> N64 style where you're just, like, pulling their face down and everything. Um, you can play as both uh, either a female or a male. Yeah. Uh, it all depends on... Who you leave as after you're done, after you're done your character. character yeah. Another weird thing, and just a little thing that really kind of like blew me away was they were like, and that child, because there's a kid, you have a kid yeah. in the situation, they're like, that child will look different depending on the way that both the parents look. Right. And I think that's just, that, that one, that's just so crazy. Which that, makes sense, because, okay, let's say if you if you made a, a black guy and a black girl, and then they still have a little tiny white baby, like, that would be a little weird. <laughs> hey, sometimes black people have albino babies. Just like two white people can get black babies, right? And, I think someone's <laughs> cheating. <in that> <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, people were speculating that... Um, it's just so dynamic, that, it's crazy. Yeah, people were speculating that, oh, maybe, like, that baby will, like... Uh, come back somehow or like there's a reason why i don't think so i think it's just for that reason yeah you don't you don't want to give someone the freedom to make a character um whatever race they want whatever they look like and then have the baby be like this pristine little white baby yeah so and and todd howard even said he's like you know i don't want to give away too much but you're the sole survivor of uh vault one one eleven one eleven so so i don't think anybody survived i don't think the kid's gonna blab anything to do with it but I think it's just to add to that, like, realism to, like, you know, environment of, like, pulling you yeah. in. I mean, like, there, there's some stuff that was in that gameplay trailer where they kind of hinted at that a little bit more as well, like, as to kind of, like, the reasons behind it. Because they say that he was in hibernation for, like, 200 years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, something like that. So, it, yeah. it, it made sense. Some of the, the um, in Fallout 3, you go into that one vault that has, like, the VR chambers. Mm-hmm. Where people are like, you know, have been hanging out there since the bombs dropped. And, and they've been living in that town and then you can become like a little serial killer clown. Yeah. Kind of weird, but I, I remember liking that part yeah. a lot. So, so that, that's kind of what I imagine is going on in this vault. Uh, something along those lines. Um, go on, I'm going to close it. Okay. Um, so, like, 
along, along the lines of the story, in, in that sense, did we ever see uh, a Vault One Eleven in Fallout Three? I don't like, think or so. Was like, I know this is in Boston and everything, but like, were there ever like any allusions to that, like being the well, case? Because I know was, like there was like some communications between vaults in the story, like between, like in other in other areas of the country. Yeah. So I don't know if there was anything directly related to Vault One Eleven. Um. There was mentions of the Institute, which is going to, everybody speculating is, you know, the MIT and yeah. Boston and everything. Um, so there was uh, references to that and, like, AI being in uh, Fallout 3 that had, like, escaped um, from that, uh, from the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's references to all that in Fallout 3, but I don't think there's a direct reference to, like, 111. Okay. Um that whole town, like the way you can create your own settlement, your own town, that, was that looks fucking crazy. And it's something that they were like, yeah, you don't need to like, you don't need to do this if you don't want to. But they're like, you know, with some of the best weapons in the game, you have to like, you know, yeah, craft and traders and yeah. stuff like that into your settlement. And I was like, I don't have to do this. I'm going to do nothing but this. Yeah. This is the fucking Sims and Fallout. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it just looks so cool that you're able to actually, like, I mean, like, when playing Fallout 3, I think a lot of us had that idea, like, we kind of wanted to start our own local Like, local have local your town. own home. Mm-hmm. Like, other than just, like, you know, you can fucking kill someone. You can actually technically buy the house in, in uh, Megaton, right? Yeah. Um, but you would but rather just that, kill somebody can, and yeah, take their place. Yeah, take their house. But, you know, it's never, like, your own. It's cool that you'll be able to build your own house and on top of that, like, set furniture where you want mm-hmm. and set different things where you want to set them and everything. Um, the crafting sit like, that looks ridiculously cool. The crafting system uh, completely overhauled. Um... They said that there's a certain amount of base weapons in the game, yeah. but you can essentially turn any weapon into almost any other weapon. So if you have like a laser pistol, you can eventually turn that into a laser sniper rifle if you'd like, you know, add the right attachments to that pistol and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looks neat. Um, the, as far as like crafting, crafting goes, um, they've done it to where, um, let's say if you're going to build a scope. Yeah, you need certain components like an adhesive, metal, glass, and everything. Uh, you can go collect things from the world that you can collect in like Fallout Three, like the radio, yeah, or you know the Wonder Glue or <clears throat> anything like that. And you can use those items to create this uh, this like scope or attachment or whatever you're creating. Um, so that is fucking super neat, and it's going to make me even more of a hoarder. Yeah, than than it was because you've been encumbered. Yeah, like Todd Howard was talking about it. He's like, so before I know, everybody kind of just picked that stuff up and like sold it. Like you Mm -hmm. know, they just picked everything up from everywhere and just went and sold it. He's like, I want people to take like that second thought of being like, should I sell this or like I can use this for the screws and the screws will be more valuable than if I sold this or something. So that's really cool. I think that's, uh, I'm just so blown away by Fallout. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were concerned that it might not come out this year, but they came out and said it was going to be 2010 uh, 15. No, yeah. Or 2010. 11. 11 10, November. 15. Yeah. Um, so that's fucking super cool. Um, they announced the uh, Fallout Boy Pit Boy edition. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is it? The worst part is, okay, so that comes with the game, and it comes with a Pip-Boy replica. Yeah. It also comes with some other stuff that you kind of see in the picture that I didn't really talk about. And it looks like it comes in that weird little... That case uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
The only problem is it comes with a physical copy of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't want a physical copy of this game. <laughs> so what I'm going to end up having to do is buy the di- the uh, Pit Boy edition, buy a digital copy of the game, and then try and sell my physical copy of the game that came with the uh, Pit Boy edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, it looks like I'm going to fucking have to spend like two hundred dollars to uh, just to get all the <laughs> all these cool things, all of my Fallout swag. And it makes sense. I mean, I spent. Um, I spent like $150 on the Skyrim edition that came with a fucking dragon, so... Yeah. You know, I feel like I need to. Um, another thing that they kind of surprised everybody with was uh, the Fallout uh, free-to-play game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the Fallout the Shelter. Ball, yeah, Ball yeah. Creator yeah. thing, yeah. Um, that looked really cool. It's only available on iPhones right now. They did one of those, like, and it's available right now kind of things. So. Yeah, I heard that like, the store just, like, blew up and, like, everyone just started downloading yeah, it. Yeah, so, so apparently um, apparently it is so popular and so good. Uh, they kind of say, you know, he when he was talking about it, he was like, so this isn't, like, your typical free-to-play game. There's no, like, waiting. There's no, like, you know, like... Oh, I'm gonna build this uh, room, but I have to wait like you know, yeah. like 20 minutes for it to be complete or anything like that. He's like, it's completely free to play. You can play it offline. You don't need like an internet connection. He's like, that said, you can't purchase uh, the lunch boxes, which come with like special weapons and yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, fault dwellers and everything. Um, but that being said, without charging a dime to play it, it I believe bumped Candy Crush. As the top grossing game. Yeah. So now it is number three in the top grossing games. And when you think about how Candy Crush makes uh, like something like $3 million a day, yeah. something like that, that kind of should give you a point to see how much love and... There's a, there's just a lot. Of, there's so much dedication to this game. The fact that you can start on your and like this links to the Fallout Four game as well. Like right. it's, it's supposed to. I'm not. I can't remember how, but I just remember seeing some gameplay of it. But it, this is. Uh, it's um like people can get started on like kind of crafting their world a little bit yeah um, as it is right now so that's um i am pretty fucking psyched uh they did say an android version was going to come out uh at some point um they kind of just said a couple months from now um android is a little more difficult to work with um just because you got all these different like uh screen sizes and you know all this other stuff um it's just a more widely used platform than iOS, yeah. anyway. So, exactly. So, um, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty fucking psyched. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty bummed the fact that it wasn't out immediately on Android because yeah. I was because like, as soon as I heard that was like that was a thing, I was I went to the I went to the Play Store just to look for it, and I kept typing it in because so I couldn't find it. I felt like shit for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, God damn it! Um, so, so I'm pretty pretty fucking psyched. Yeah, me too. I think I would say. Um, um, so, sorry, I'm kind of distracted here a little bit. Um, so it's coming out in November. Um, I think they really kind of blew it away for their first press conference. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they also gave away a um, some vinyls, little like vinyl toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're at the press conference, that was pretty cool. I'm a little sad I didn't get one of those. That would have been pretty fucking neat. Um, kind of sad we didn't get to go. Yeah. That would have been pretty fucking neat, too. <laughs> so, that was pretty fucking cool. 
Um, so we can move on. Uh, the next day we had, um, what did we have? We had uh, Microsoft in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft came out and talked about Halo 5, of course. Yeah. Um, they kind of showed some gameplay footage, uh, four-player four co-op. They showed, like, four-player co-op campaign stuff. Yeah. Um, looks pretty cool. Just what you'd expect from Halo. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just another Halo game to me. I'm not too too jazzed about it, but eh, I'll probably get it on Gamefly or something. Yeah, I mean they are they're doing like the two separate stories. So one of them is going to follow Locke, and the other one's going to follow Master Chief. And they haven't really explained if like you're going to be switching between the two, or if you're going to play one campaign and then play the other campaign. Yeah. Um, we don't really know too much about the story, which is I guess fine. Um. So Halo 5, they showed that off. That looked pretty cool. Um, they showed this uh, new IP called ReCore. ReCore looks very interesting. I'm kind of very very intrigued by by the whole concept of that game. Yeah, definitely. Um, it looks... Uh, it's an interesting concept, right? I'm not too sure exactly what to expect. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, for anyone who's, like, really interested in that game, essentially, or it's just, essentially it's, like, a boy and his dog, but it's just, it, instead of a boy and his dog, it's just a girl and her robot. And, yeah. And, uh... What what happens is is that um, there's these cores that you know kind of govern their faculties like and like contains their AI and all that other crap. Yeah. And then as soon as uh, like that you know that body becomes depleted or dies, you can take that core out of them and put it into another uh, into another uh, robot body, and then that comes to life. And then you kind of it seems from the from the trailer you kind of can build up kind of like a, a a bit of a posse with um, yeah. with multiple types of uh, of robots, so um, I'm very interested in seeing how this game's gonna gonna play out. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it like at some point they showed all these weird little spider things or something, and uh, the main character uh, looks like they're gonna get uh, killed or something, and then the mm-hmm. dog comes in and, like blows up. Uh, but then she just snags the core and then like puts it in this other robot. And now this. Uh, you know, robot yeah, is this, this uh, giant kind of like Bruiser Hulk looking thing. Yeah, so that seems kind of kind of neat. So it's kind of like you have um, one companion, but you can put that one companion in different you know bodies essentially. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, and it seems neat. Um, we didn't see any actual gameplay footage of it or anything, so yeah. I think they said they were gonna um, gonna come out next year. I think is when they're shooting for. Um, they had a uh, the independent developers, the ID at Xbox thing. They kind of yeah. showed off some games that are going to be coming out. Uh, one of the games out of that that I thought looked really cool was uh, that game called uh, Mughead. What was it? Uh, Mughead or Cuphead. One of those two. I don't remember. But it's essentially this like 1920s cartoon looking thing. 1930s cartoon. Oh, okay. like a, I heard something of it. I didn't get a chance to to, to see it. The trailer's worth checking out. It looks real cool. My uh-huh. stream got all fucked up. So it I looks very. Um, it's something that's worth uh, looking into. I think they said that's going to come out in 2016. Yeah. Um, one of the things they kind of came out and like you know we're very proud of um, and something I'm very excited for is uh, they announced uh, backwards compatibility mm-hmm. for 360 games. Uh, of course, not all games are going to be compatible, but I'm sure all of the big titles and some indie stuff is going to be uh, definitely you know backwards compatible. Yeah, they announced that'll be out uh, this holiday season, um, and it's available if you're an Xbox uh, preview member. 
mm-hmm. where you have like the beta access to the updates. That's available to you right now. Yeah. Um, another thing I was very surprised to see uh, this happen. Uh, Todd Howard came out during um, during Microsoft's uh, press conference. Yeah. And talked about Fallout 4 a little more. We got to see a little more of the trailer. Kind of like the same trailer we saw at Bethesda's. They added a little more like communication. Like more like people, I guess, that were like holding out. And they give you power armor. Mm-hmm. Some shit like that. Um, but then he also came out and uh, said that mods will be available on the Xbox One for Fallout 4. That's pretty crazy. I'm um, t- kind of wondering how they're going to pull that off. The way they're going to do it is Windows 10 is supposed to be essentially like streamlined with Xbox One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm guessing is you'll like download the mod onto your computer uh, on, if you have Windows 10 and then transfer that information over to your Xbox One or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um not too sure exactly how it's going to work out, but that is an amazing step forward, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that kind of sets uh, computer games, PC games, apart from console games is that be- ability to mod them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's uh, just, you know, insanely crazy. Um, and they also announced that if you buy Fallout 4, and this isn't exactly what you wanted, um, but you'll get a digital copy of Fallout 3 for your Xbox One. That's pretty cool, though. So I know that you had wanted, like, a remaster to Fallout 3. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't think they have the resources to do that, to do that but the fact that they are um, giving you a digital copy of Fallout 3. I'll fucking take it. Not going to bother me. Yeah. Um, Only thing is I kind of hope they patch it up well enough to where, like, all those, like, gnarly bugs that were yeah. in kind of aren't going to be there again. But, eh. Um, they announced Garden Warfare 2. Um, you know, if you're into that kind of Garden Warfare 1. Like you know, class-based uh, plants for a zombie shooter. It wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was definitely it, it definitely can hold some interest for at least a little bit. Yeah. So in the first one, it was pretty much the zombies going against the plants. Right, the plants were rooted and they were like kind of in charge. Yeah. Uh, Garden Warfare Two seems more like uh, the zombies have more so taken root, and it's the plants fighting against them. Yeah. So that'll be kind of a nice aesthetic to see uh, different like zombie style buildings. And yeah. Shit like they also that. kind of balance it out a little more because I know the plants had like a sniper class and the zombies didn't have a sniper class yeah. so they were able to balance that out a little bit more and added a couple new classes to it so everything looks pretty pretty cool in my opinion um, the division is coming first to Xbox One they announced that um, the division beta is going to be available in December for Xbox One users um, so that's pretty neat um, you know Sony got uh, Destiny. So I think this is a kind of like uh, attack back towards Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the final big things to come out of Microsoft's conference um, was the Xbox game preview, which uh, PC members have already had for a while. Yeah. Uh, that early access so you actually get to play the game before the game is complete. So yeah. the publishers are constantly updating the game and uh, eventually then, you know, you get the final product. Yeah. Um, it seems like a good concept in theory. My only concern is there is already so many like broken games shipped as it is. Mm-hmm. This could kind of make developers a little lazy. I and once kind of people get like a feel for the game, they're like, "Oh, this is good." They'll kind of just stop working on it instead of you know what they would have pushed themselves to um, to finish it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so that kind of wrapped it up for um, for Microsoft. Uh, pretty strong conference, in my opinion. Yeah, they uh, definitely had a lot, a of, lot cool of good stuff. stuff a down. lot of uh, they had a. I didn't even put this on here. I didn't put these on here because I was on my way to work. Um, so not all the big things. They had a Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tomb, the, the Tomb Raider, Raider stuff footage. looks pretty cool. Uh, looks pretty neat. And they had the new game by Rare, which is that pirate like MMO looking thing. I don't think I also got. I don't think I got a chance to see that one either. So it it, lo- it looks cool. It uh, I'm glad to see that Rare is coming out with another game. Yeah, um, it looks really neat. Like they showed um, they showed like you like running on a beach towards a ship, and then like they showed you like on a ship like working on things. But then there was like also another scene where like you're standing on a plank, and there's like sharks, and there's like people like looking at you. So. It seems like it's going to be like this, like kind of like MMO style, or maybe not like a full MMO, but like a pseudo MMO, like uh, yeah. like Destiny was kind of a thing. Um, so it looked pretty cool, and they also announced um, the Rare Vival mm-hmm. collection, which is uh, thirty rare games for thirty dollars. That seems pretty cool. Um, like, did they um, give all the all the titles that they're going to be? They releasing? didn't give all the titles. They definitely showed them. So there's going to be things like Battletoads in there. Uh, yeah, Perfect Dark is in there. Um, Banjo, yeah, Conquer's in there. That's cool. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts is in there, and I'm sure the other uh, two Banjo games are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of like you know, games from uh, Rare's their entire library. Yeah, pretty much spanning back as far. Like, I, and it has a ten thousand gamer score. They kind of <laughs> so if you're like an achievement whore, that's going to be the game to get, and it's yeah. thirty bucks. Like it, I mean, it, you can't go wrong with thirty right. bucks. Yeah, so it's you know I would pay thirty bucks just to play uh, some of those games again, anyways. So yeah. to get all of the games together for thirty dollars, pretty pretty fucking good deal. <clears throat> um, so what else? Uh, that kind of wrapped it up for Microsoft's conference. Yeah. Um, next conference we had was EA. Mm-hmm. EA did a good job because uh, they have uh, Battlefront, <laughs> and we've been waiting for Battlefront forever. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, like they could have showed anything else. I mean, they could have showed. I mean, I know they showed some Madden stuff and FIFA and like any other sports games yeah. they had. Uh, but pretty much anyone who was there for EA was pretty much just there for the First Star Wars game. Yeah. So like uh, so that's the kind of the that that's the draw that they got right yeah. now. So they so they showed that off, and I want to get your opinions on this. Of course, I talked about this uh, uh, like two months ago after I went to celebration. Yeah. Um, what we saw at celebration was a thing on Endor. Uh, There's no vehicles. There's no kind of anything. So this was still mm-hmm. like a big hype moment for me. Yeah. Um, you got uh, footage on the floor. You got footage of uh, you know flying in uh, snow speeders and stuff like that. Um, it looks really neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it looks super fun and exciting. And uh, this is just the kind of shit I live for, anyways. Star Wars and fucking video games. So this yeah. is like the perfect melding of both of them. Um, we finally got to see some uh, some hero play. Yeah, you were, they showed us Luke, um, um Luke Skywalker, right. uh, like during the middle of the battles, being called in and shit. Yeah. They they had in my opinion during that uh, trailer they kind of had him in like a weird pose when he first like came in he's kind of standing out with like, like he's about to fence or something um, but that looked really cool I mean you see him running and like kill someone with a lightsaber someone else is shooting at him and he's blocking it and reflects the bolt and kills him yeah and, and then he comes up on three guys and force forces them. yeah 
Um, I'm curious about how how you'll be able to kill a leader like that, especially if they can reflect, you know, like your yeah. clear blaster shots. Um, so that's something I'm a little concerned about. I'm sure they have some kind of way to work it out. Yeah. But, you know, just those kind of things brings up certain questions, in my opinion. Well, like, like in the other games, you pretty much could just get taken out by any other player. Right. Like, yeah. if they got the drop on you, you're fucked. Yeah, so so you had, like, a certain bar of, like, health that it, over time it, like, decreased unless you got kills and then it kind of, like, boosted back up. But if people shot at you and, like, hit you... That would decrease like normal health. Yeah. So if you had like four people shooting on one hero once, they're gonna fucking die. Yeah. So I'm curious about how that's gonna work out. Um, sure, this is one of those like scripted uh, yeah. gameplay demos, so of course they're not gonna have him die or anything. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna end at that cinematic moment where him and Darth Vader clash. Yeah. Which you know it's it's very cool looking, and I I really dug it. That definitely drew me in. That definitely kind of took it from something I was you know kind of you know looking at. Uh, and now this is something I'm definitely going to get. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, um, we haven't seen how that works exactly. Uh, we kind of just see them both, like, clash at each other with lightsabers. Um, I'm curious about that, too. Like, how that lightsaber uh, fighting and gameplay is going to work between the two hero characters. Yeah. Um, because it just... It seems like it could easily just be, like, trigger, trigger. You're just, like, pulling the trigger and, like, doing fast cuts and hoping that one of them hits them yeah. or something. I hope that there is a more sophisticated system in place. Yeah. I, I know, what was that one Star Wars game? It was like Jedi Academy or something along those lines uh, where they actually had, like, they emphasize a lot of lightsaber duels um, within the gameplay. Uh, yeah. I can't remember exactly how it played, like, how it played, but I imagine they're probably going to go to their roots of something like that and then maybe, I don't know, do something with it in general. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I'm, um... Either way, I'm pretty fucking hyped. Yeah. Uh, that, I believe they said is going to come out in also November or October. I think they said November. One of, one of those last months. Yeah. Um, Definitely just a little bit before holiday season. Yeah, yeah. No, all these uh, are pretty much slated for a holiday release. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, Mirror's Edge got a name attached to it, so it's not like Mirror's Edge Two. Yeah, I think that's a smart move in their pl- in their uh, you know as far as that goes because mm-hmm. when you add a two, I feel like you isolate people who didn't play the first one. Yeah, it seems it just kind of seems a little bit more daunting because now you kind of feel like well, then there's a story that took place in the first one. Yeah, I mean, granted, there wasn't much story in the first Mirror's Edge to kind of warrant. You know, anyone not really playing. Yeah, but that's that one. Most people might not know that. Yeah. Even if you tell them, they're like, what do I still want to play the first one? Yeah. Well, the first one was great, so if anyone has a chance to play it, it was a pretty fun game. A little bit more ahead of its time to kind of where the technology wasn't there to support all of it. Um, Now I think they can definitely pull it off. They can definitely pull it off now. Um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst is what it's called. Um, It looks cool. Um, It's slated, I believe, for a first quarter 2016 release. Mm hmm. Um, I will say this. I feel like in this last uh, this last year, this year, and then next year, we've kind of seen a lot of games come out in that first and second quarter, where I feel like usually those first couple months for gaming are pretty slow. Yeah. Um, but I think now people are realizing these are like prime time months because people want things to play in those months. Yeah. Um, and if you wait till the end, uh, you run into the problem where. Um, you're competing with all these big games. Yeah. So even um, going back a little bit, talking about Fallout. Fallout's coming out November 10th. 
uh, Tomb Raider is slated to come out on that same day. Yeah. So people who might go to the store and get this, they're more than likely going to pick one over the other. Yeah. And right now, in my opinion, Fallout has more hype than Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be having to... uh make a decision between the two of them because I'm really excited for both of those games. I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick up first. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you're going to get both of them eventually, but if you want to hit those big sales, you kind of got to stay away from those big like, yeah. titles like that. And if you're, if you're a game like The Witcher, I don't think The Witcher would do as good in the fall as it's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Because in the fall, it would have to compete with all these other big titles that kind of you know, maybe push it to the side. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, back to the matter at hand, though. So we had mirrors at met. Let's try that again. We had mirrors at Catalyst. <laughs> um, that looked really cool. Slated for beginning of next year. Um, they showed some FIFA 16 stuff, uh, including some of the women's team stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of new mechanics they're adding. Uh, same thing with the EA. Also did the Madden thing. Yeah, and a couple other sports things, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of EA. They didn't really have too much. I think their big titles, of course, are Star Wars and Mirror's Edge. The sports stuff we see every year, so you know it's kind of hard to get excited for something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ubisoft was after that. Uh, they kind of um, they kind of kick some ass. Yeah, Ubisoft had a lot of really cool pro- um, a lot of cool properties. Uh, under their belt for and, and <laughs> for a really big surprise in my opinion what really caught me off guard was a uh, new South Park game yeah that was so cool the the South Park the fractured, fractured butthole <laughs> just such, such like just the the name and the title is such just reminiscent of South Park and why I love South Park right yeah just stupid jokes where obviously yeah. you can't put butthole in a title but if you write it out they separately it's it's fine they, I, I just it's like their attitude when they got on stage to Trey Parker and Matt Stone when yeah. they got on stage they went like alright they made us wear these fucking microphones and they're fucking horrible <laughs> uh, I thought they were so good and the, and the reasoning that they gave behind the reason why they're making this new one is because they said that now that they know how to make a game they feel like they can make a good one yeah and so, I think they even in the trailer they, they were like yeah so you, you hear Carmen and they're like well isn't there already a first one Carmen's like we're not gonna settle for anything <laughs> like a less than a 9.5 on GameSpot <laughs> who put this, who put the stick of truth in the toilet who's using it as a point this is a sacred relic it was, like, I, it was just so it was so cool so funny I mean uh, the stick of truth was like one of the funniest guys yeah no games. it was a great game um, yeah, there's reason why people are upset with that the combat was kind of crappy. Um, the story was good, uh, but it just kind of was... Uh, I liked it more so because it was South Park, less because of the actual game it was. Mm-hmm. If you would have made that into any other kind of game, I don't think I would have liked it as much. Yeah, there, there's uh, just a lot of self-aware humor in that game, a lot of uh, kind of fourth-wall-breaking stuff. Like, but I think with this, now they're going to come back and like you know realize... Okay, so the combat in this was crappy. We're going to fix that and do this, mm-hmm. and we're going to do that. Um, it does look cool that they're going for... They're leaving behind the elves and Lord of the Rings-style stuff for their superhero, yeah, superhero stuff. stuff. And they even <laughs> made so a cool. joke about that in the trailer where they were like, oh, we're playing the wrong game. Yeah. Because Butters is like... Uh, He's a... Uh, what was it? Captain K- Commander Chaos? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool looking. I, I, I'm pretty excited for this game. 
And then even even at the end where they were like, go pre-order this game, and then Butters is like, yeah, pre-ordering a game, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Butters. <laughs> just, just perfect. Just perfect in South Parky, and um, that was such a big surprise. I don't think anybody really saw that coming. Yeah. Um, because with South Park, with the Stick of Truth, I feel like people played it, and they were like, yeah, this is okay. Um, but they kind of just took it for what it was and didn't expect any more out of it. Yeah. Like, like it was definitely, it's kind of weird because as deep as the mechanics on that game went, because, I mean, like, they didn't really hold your hand when it came to combat, like you said. Yeah. I think that's the main reason why people didn't really like it was um, because it, it's kind of like an old-school RPG where they didn't really uh, kind of walk you through all the things you can do. And I, I don't know. It, was, it just reminded me of, of a deeper RPG that I used to play when I was yeah, yeah. Like, no, kind of no, older it, consoles it likes it, Yeah, I like it just for today's generation. I don't think it translates as well as it did yeah. before. Um, so after that, we have The Division. Mm-hmm. Showed some gameplay of that, and that looks pretty fucking great, in my opinion. Um, the division might be what I wanted Destiny to be. Yeah. In a different setting, of course. Um, and I think I prefer the division setting more than I prefer Destiny setting. Yeah, at this, point. this is just such a different take on, like, for a, well, such, such a different game that Tom Cl- that the Tom Clancy company is kind of used to. Used to. And you. The things that they're known for, of course, um, like Rainbow have, Six, Rainbow and, Six. You have Splinter Cell, mm-hmm. and then you have Ghost Recon. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, this is just completely different than those because those are always like pushing the limits on like you know stealth and like military technology and yeah. stuff like that. This is a completely different kind of realm of thing that they're attacking, and yeah. it looks fucking beautiful. Yeah, I think it looks really good. Um, I, I there's just a lot of variety you can play this game at. I mean, like during the uh, the gameplay trailer, they showed that you can kind of you can just screw everybody over. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's kind of cool where it's like, okay, you're with your friends in this, but as soon as they get some good loot, you can just straight up just fucking go and shoot them. Yeah, especially steal their loot like, right at the extraction. You can just like take them out and that's it. And that's such it's such a weird thing where it's like, okay, so this is something where I'm gonna need to play with my friends and if I play any matchmaking stuff I'm fucked I better be like the highest level one there if I'm doing matchmaking yeah cause I'm gonna get fucked in the butt real hard just 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 at the second I'm gonna escape and then the dude's like nah bitch and shoots me in the head and I'm done like that's that's it's so weird and it's just so like reminiscent of what real life would actually be like in that situation yeah pretty much I mean like and even then I'm not sure if I would even trust the rest of my friends during playing this game because I yeah. know for a fact that someone would be like, "Hey, can we can we trade this?" No, well, I'm gonna fucking kill you for it. Then <laughs> well, we should have traded. At least you would have got something back out of it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, well, I think it's one of those games where it really brings out what uh, human nature and the human condition is. Yeah, um, because it, it's one of those things where. Of course, you're not going to want your stuff to... Well, just look at, like, Daisy, And Daisy is that kind of thing where where it's... You can team up with people, but those alliances are only for as long as they feel like they're, mm-hmm. they're good for. Pretty much. And there's bandits, of course, so there's, like, you know, random people that'll fucking just kill you for no yeah. reason. And, and, you know, so it's... Uh, I don't know. It fucking looks cool. Of yeah. course, we saw um, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something we kind of knew was going to be there. Yeah, uh, th- this one, I mean, I know you were saying that it kind of interested you a little bit, but 
for me, this is still not really drawing me back into playing any more Assassin's Creed games. It's not really kind of giving me much of a reason to go back to the series. I like the setting of it. Yeah. I like the fact that it's like in London. Um, it's kind of like that kind of industrial era. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit before Jack the Ripper, but I can see them kind of just like... Yeah. Twisting the timeline just a little bit to add him in there. Cause yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, like, he is one of the major moments in, you know, UK history. Yeah. So. You gotta kind of, it, he's going to be in there somehow. He probably just in some joke of a way, but yeah. And you see the trailers of uh, in the trailer you saw like kids working in a factory. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the first times that like kids have kind of really been in an Assassin's Creed game or been like utilized in some yeah. way. Because I mean, like every single time I played an Assassin's Creed game, it's just been like a world inhabited by adults. By adults, yeah. There's like really no children running around. Um, so that's kind of interesting, in my opinion. Um, like I said, I kind of just like the setting of it. Um, it's kind of got that old school feel. You can go around and um, yeah, you can go around in carriages and stuff like that and do carriage mm-hmm. races. Yeah, um, it's strictly single player, no multiplayer aspects to it, um, which I think is something that they were kind of pushing for in the older ones. Mm-hmm. But the multiplayer honestly wasn't all that great. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good. It was okay for what it was, but it wasn't like. Mind-blowingly, Assassin's Creedy. Yeah, right. I mean, like you know, honestly, with Assassin's Creed games, I could give, I can leave or take any multiplayer that they can dish out. Yeah, yeah. It's and not really, it's not really something that's gonna, you know, push me that little bit further to go buy the game or something. Yeah, and even the co-op stuff was. Ugh. I mean, like co-op in like in and of itself should be the only, like, should be like the main focus of multiplayer for them. Because right. I mean, like, like it, it make more sense. Doesn't make really much sense because we no. played the competitive multiplayer. Yeah. Before. Um, Assassin's Creed 3? One of the Assassin's Creed. There's one of them. Um, but it's just, it's kind of just been that thing where it's like, there is a total of like 10 different kind of character models and yeah. they're just all kind of walking around and you gotta like find the hidden one that's the actual character and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just kind of, uh... It just kind of becomes a rinse-repeat thing when everyone just kind of fucking sticks to the rooftops. Yeah, and, and it just, just cheapens like, the game a little Because we, we always complained about like, any kind of lag always worked against you because you would like click to kill a certain character, but like the lag would hit you, and then all of a sudden, like they've like smoke bombed away. Yeah, and you kind of like get upset, or you like hit a smoke bomb when you see like someone who you su- suspect is your uh, mm-hmm. like killer, but it won't work in time. You'll get murdered. Yeah, kind of like eh. and like co-op in and of itself. I mean, I, I can imagine them coming out with like like multiple DLCs for. Like different assassinations, just like yeah. one-off assassinations that you have to work with a partner to get to get through. Yeah, that would make more sense to me. I think I'd be happier with that. Yeah, me too. So as I said, just this isn't really dragging me back into playing Assassin's Creed. I'm just kind of more than happy, just kind of sit by the sidelines, and then maybe if I'm interested in the story, I'll just read about it on their wiki. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else? What else did we see at? Um that thing sorry let's see well th- this one this one isn't on on the on our little list but uh ubisoft had for honor did you see that one? yeah 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 that one i'm really fucking excited about. so so uh i'm excited for it too we had uh there's a game on the pc um called chivalry yeah chivalry yeah. which is kind of the same thing but first person right um, this looks really cool because they have uh, what like knights and Vikings and Samurai. samurais. Yeah, and it seems it's kind of like one character, one stick controls your movement, the other stick controls your weapon. Yeah, um, it looked really cool. It looked 
like something I'd want to play. The trailer was kind of like you know impacting in the way where yeah, yeah. like constantly switching between the different like groups and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked really cool though. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of excited for it. I don't I'm know if I paid like sixty dollars for it. I'm I'm gonna I, I'm more than likely I'm gonna end up getting this game at the very least. I'll probably get it on GameFly. Right. Just because it looks really it's, it's so different and so cool looking. Like, I'm just really excited when I see brand new um, properties coming out instead of you know the you know the latest the Assassin's Creed game yeah. or like the latest you know whatever yeah, no, coming out. So this one seems really interesting. And the fact that you die like after just like two or three hits just kind of really ups it's that mortality very, factor. Yeah, it's very very realistic. Yeah, so, that's where it's not like. Oh, I'm a sword guy, but I can take like 20 hits. Yeah, 20 sword hits before I die. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, I mean, like if you, like a samurai, no matter how good their armor is, you get hit by a broadsword by some you know giant Aryan looking dude. You know, yeah. you're you're gonna get crushed under you know you get crushed under. Just same with like if a katana comes you know gunning for that little spot in your neck yeah. that's exposed, you're done for. Yeah. You know? So that that's I think they're kind of adding that realistic aspect to it. That looked really cool. Yeah, um, I didn't forget about that on the list, but it did look pretty fucking. Yeah, neat. that that's the one I'm, I'm kind of I think the most excited for for when it comes to brand new properties coming out. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, they showed off Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks really cool in my opinion. Um, it's been a while since we've had a Rainbow Six yeah. game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so on the Xbox One, they actually had a, the guy come out and he's like. Well, if you buy Rainbow Six Siege for Xbox One, we're going to give you a digital copy of uh, Las Vegas and Las Vegas 2. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool, which adds that backwards compatibility yeah. thing and just giving them that extra one up on, like, Sony. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, like, I kind of kind of hope this keeps coming. This is a trend that's going to follow out, fall out for a while because, I mean, there's just there was a lot of really good games on the 360 that I wouldn't mind going back and, and, and playing. Even, even if you don't play through all of it, just revisit. Yeah. If you're getting it for free, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Um, so they kind of announced that there's a beta coming out um, in September, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, before the game comes out. Um, there are signups for all consoles and yeah. PC. So if you want to play in the beta, I suggest signing up and seeing if you can get a code. Um, finally, they had Ghost Recon. To, uh, it's called Wildlands. Yeah, Wildlands. Wildlands. This uh, one seems so interesting. It's such a different take on the Ghost Recon series because every Ghost Recon game before this has been like linear. Yeah. Um, and there's some like before some of the older ones where you would pick an area and there would be a mission to do in that area, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's fairly linear. Like it's kind of like an openy world, but you can't ex- leave it's, a certain it's, area. it's a very it's a very limited uh, map that you can right. kind of right. explore. It's kind of like it, it's it's linear in the way it pushes you towards things. Um, there's a little sense of exploration, but really not all that much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so this is the first like open world Ghost Recon game, and it looks looks so fucking cool. cool. I, I just I dig I dig everything that they're doing with it. Um, just like the multitude of options you have to complete a mission, right? Just so, 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 so cool. They, they kind of were like you know well, you can do it stealthily, which is mm-hmm. you know kind of what Ghost Recon has been known for. Yeah, being quiet and like going in. You know, popping some people on the outside and slowly working your way in, mm-hmm. and eventually taking the dude. Uh, so they showed that they showed um, 
the first one they showed was your you have one dude who's a sniper mm-hmm. and he just fucking snipes the dude out right but yeah snipes him out and it's over game like it's it's completed pretty much and yeah. then the cocaine truck drives away and they drive the cocaine truck yeah. off the thing and it's like mission complete like you complete the mission and then their second one was the stealth one I believe yeah um so the stealth one they're kind of just like going in at night and doing the same thing kind of popping people off and they take the dude yeah um and then the third one was like broad ambush. daylight and like an ambush they ambush they people attacking from like all sides and everything and yeah they they hijack the convoy and then uh when the sniper is about to take a shot they tell him don't waste a bullet because they're gonna kill him anyway yeah and it was it was just it's just so uh just so very different than anything else I think I've seen when it comes to open world games like this. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's cool that you'll be able to tackle these things in different ways mm-hmm. and not just like, okay, so we got to do this stealthily. Yeah. Uh, if shit goes bad, then go loud. But like that's like you know usually the only two options. Yeah. You have. I mean, like games like Far Cry have done like you can attack like a mission in multitude of ways, but you don't get the option to really you know wait till night and. You'd be uh, be stealthy about it, you know, right? Because you know everything just evolves. Everything in that game, as fun as that game was, everything just evolves into you just running their balls out with machine guns. Yeah, just you everybody. can try and like stab people with your knife all the way through until you can't. But eventually, you're gonna get spotted. And you're yeah, just like fuck it, might as well pull out my fucking double shotguns yep. and kill people. Um, but this looks it looks very different. Yeah, and the consequences that they showed for um, for the ambush thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was fucking crazy in my opinion. Yeah. Like it was, it was all, it was all like a you know cinematic trailer and mm-hmm. everything. But they have this dude, and the higher ups in in whatever you know drug cartel this is, they've got him like against the desk with like knives in his hand so he yeah. can't get up. They like fucking break a bottle over his face and like they're just like beating him up mm-hmm. and killing him. And the I like saw that and I was like this is gonna be fucking cool yeah cause I'm gonna make this shit fucking nuts and I'm gonna make everybody <laughs> just kill themselves and it's gonna be insane I heard you walk around like what you say about my mama pretty much <laughs> you just can't write for a good time call Hector's mom yeah and you know they, they like kinda like showed it like zooming out and showing like different pips on the map like yeah. different people and objectives you can go do mm-hmm. and that looked really cool to me because it's always I love open world games yeah. I love games that give you the freedom to tackle whatever you want essentially whenever you want pretty much like I wonder if there's an over if there's just like an actual story arc to this game or if there's or if it's just kind of all kind of can be loosely based together what I'm assuming is going to happen is like you, when you see with most RPGs is there's a main story so there's like a main like drug cartel mm-hmm. you got to take down and then there's all these like small players so small players you can like take out whenever you want yeah some of them are going to be bigger than the other ones and they're going to be tougher to kill or like take out and some of these are going to like like you might take out one small dude yeah in the main story and then you got to go do some like side quests and if you capture one of them, he'll give you more information on the next guy up. Yeah. Or something like that. So eventually it'll lead to that highest up level of uh, character. Mm-hmm. Like that you got to kill or something. Either way, looks fucking cool. Uh, we don't, we didn't get a release date on it, but it's safe to assume it's not going to release this year. Uh, just because usually with stuff that is going to come out this year, they kind of give you a date for it. Yeah. Uh, so we can assume next year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so later that day, the last conference we had on Monday was um, Sony's. Yeah. And they started off with The Last Guardian, which is something that's kind of been 
like people knew for it like existed. Last six, yeah, like for six, like five or six years ago, they were like, "We're gonna do this," and this was on the PS3. Yeah, and then they kind of stopped talking about it for then, six years. Yeah, and there's all these like you know like little rumors and stuff that were coming mm-hmm. out where it's like this game was just getting passed around from Sony Studios, like from one studio, like it would go to Santa Monica and they'd work on it for like a little while, yeah. and they're like, "No, we got to work on God of War," so they sent it to someone mm-hmm. else. Um, so this is it's one of those things where people are excited to see that it's finally coming out, but I'm very curious if this is going to be like the Duke Nukem of uh, <laughs> of games. I'm like of, well, of the, these generation of games because I mean like everyone loved Eco, everyone fucking adored Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, a lot of people that was like the game of the year. A lot of people consider that one of the best games yeah. made of this generation of uh, consoles. Yeah, like, collectively and. Uh, yeah, everyone everyone's been excited for this game and hoping, you know, waiting for, for, for a while. It for a while. So it just it just makes me hope that it's I know it I think Sony is smarter than to put out a Duke Nukem, right? Yeah, I would think so. Um but the fact that it's touched so many different studios and gone through so many different people, mm-hmm. it kind of gives me that fear that you know, yeah. it, it's hard to make a game with a single vision when you have so many different visions yeah. for it. Now that like uh, did they those other studios actually say that they actually did stuff for it or did they just kind of let it sit on their shelf for a little while and then see I don't know I would assume that they had to do something with them yeah maybe like in their downtime um, between like their next big game they're like work on this for a little bit or something Um, yeah so they announced that Uh, we saw No Man's Sky which is something we saw like two years ago yeah and that looks really cool and like it's a very very open world. Fighter uh, yeah. space, you know, space battles kind of stuff. Um, coming to both PS4 and PC, they announced that it's going to have a mm-hmm. PC release, which makes me happy because I'm not going to go buy a PS4 for this game, but I will buy the game on Steam. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I like that they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, I say remake and not remaster, and I think that's that's a very big difference and something that people might get a little confused yeah. about. Remakes are a full, like, just re-rendering of the game, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, making the same game, but making it with today's standards, yeah. almost. Uh, remaster, just kind of going back in and, like, touching up... Uh, Here and there. Know, yeah. And besides, remaster kind of gives a connotation of, like, game that was maybe, like, one or two generations ago, anyway. Yeah. So, you know, and, like, people love their Final Fantasies, so they're gonna just, yeah, like, I mean, it eat looks, this up. And it looks nice. It looks good, but I've just never been that big a fan yeah, of Yeah, I'm Fantasy. not a huge Final Fantasy seven person, either, but if you... Compare like the graphics from uh, Final Fantasy VII to the stuff they showed off. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that would be worth getting excited for. Um, uh, they announced that they. Uh, this is something that people were kind of speculating about, um, because Black Ops Three, whenever they showed it off recently, uh, for you know press to play it and everything, it was on a PS4. Yeah, usually that's always been reserved for Xbox, so they were kind of like. Wondering if this was going to go to uh, be like a PlayStation kind of a thing. So where uh, the old generations of Call of Duty, they get uh, DLC first and like stuff like that yeah. on Xbox. But now that's switching over to PlayStation. Yeah, like. yeah. Sony was able to snake them out from underneath, uh, underneath Microsoft. It's, I think Microsoft doesn't really care at this point because... Uh, these last Call of Duty's have really not sold very well. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm sure they were like, what? Our contract is over? All right. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I don't think they really see a lot of worth in these games because I, I think what Sony's going to try and do 
they're going to just try and boost it back up to where it was before. Because I know, um, like, Microsoft has Titanfall now. Yeah. And well, they're, they're going to probably do the same thing to Titanfall. They had Titanfall. Um, Titanfall is going to come out to all consoles. Titanfall 2 is going to be out yeah. on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Microsoft. Yeah, about that. I can see Microsoft still being like, oh, you get exclusive content first or stuff for Titanfall. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be out for both consoles now. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like it's just one of those things where I'm sure Microsoft's kind of like, eh, Call of Duty's yeah. run its course and we're over it, you know? I mean, like, I think that's the way a lot of gamers feel. Because, like, we've been very vocal about how much we've kind of just been over it. I mean, like, we'll play it if it's there, but we're not going to go out of our way to... Yeah, you know, I'm not going to pre-order the new no. Call of Duty. Um, I'm not even going to Gamefly. I'll probably wait till someone lends it to me, probably, and yeah. just fuck off. Mm. Um, so that they kind of announced, and, you know, it's kind of lackluster. Um, I saw the trailer for the multiplayer stuff, and I was like, okay, so this is Call of Titanfall... <laughs> uh, the Hunger Games edition. Yeah. Bows and arrows. Right, bows and arrows. And they show like, people like running against walls like Titanfall. Exactly, yeah. And like shooting people while you're running and everything. And I was like, this is Titanfall. And then they showed the bow and arrow and I was like, this is the Hunger Games. <laughs> or like, you know, like Tomb Raider or something. So, yeah. so it just seems like Call of Duty is just like, what, you like those things? Look what like we're putting it in, in our game too though. Yeah, it's, like it's, everybody look it looks cool, right? It's, it's weird because they're just they're just playing catch up to like other games now. And it's just so weird when they were kind of the game that set the standard for so many things. And now they're kinda of just like trying to keep up with the standard. Yeah. But they're a couple years behind. Maybe like a year or two behind. Yeah. But it's it's still enough to where it's just like, okay. Um, for those of, like people who didn't get to play Titanfall, now they'll be able to run on walls. But mm-hmm. I mean, we've already seen it done. They get walls right. and jetpacks, but they don't get giant robots, which is yeah. kind of the reason to play Titanfall. Um, of course, we saw Project Morpheus stuff there. Um, I saw some footage from like on the floor where they had um, you. They had like a first-person kind of shooter thing, and they also had a thing where you were like on a horse. Yeah. And you were, like, on the bike, and you were, like, pedaling, and the pedaling, like, made the horse go or something. Yeah. Um, and then they picked up, like, a wing pickup, and you can fly as the horse. and <laughs> It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, Morpheus is going to have uh, a little more, like, lackluster games than the Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. just because... Um, it, the PS4 doesn't have as much processing power as, like, you know, a computer from today. Mm-hmm. Neither the consoles do. Yeah. You know. So that's kind of a concern, in my opinion. Um, we saw Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 looks pretty cool. Um, I've never been into most of these games from the get-go. I just never had much of a desire to play any of them. But this one kind of turned me around. It's kind of weird looked, that the last game <laughs> visually turns looked me around really, really good. Yeah. Right. Um... It just, uh, yeah. It just looks really, really pretty. It, it's it's really cool to see. It has like this open world aspect, like a lot of games are having now. Like at this E three event, yeah. Uh, this kind of this open world kind of deal to it, and you don't have to take one route necessarily. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing that we're gonna see in games a lot more, and I'm totally okay with that because as much as I like a linear structure. I like the ability to explore, right? Because yeah. it makes me think like these uh, these publishers and game creators spend so much time creating this world. You think they want other people to go explore it and find the little like nooks and crannies and like yeah. really get immersed in it, 
part of uh, part of the reason why I love The Witcher is because I can go find a random cave in the middle of nowhere that's not marked and like yeah. has treasure in it that's not marked, and it's just like. Well, was I even like supposed to find this? Like, what is going on? Like, I love that feeling yeah. of exploration. Um, the other thing they uh, announced was uh, Shen Shenmue. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's one of those like cult classics that everybody's like really big about. It's like an RPG. Yeah, it started off on the Sega Genesis. Remember? Um, no, not Genesis. Uh, the Dreamcast. Um, uh, like a long ass time ago, it just the first two. I never played it, but all I remember people talking about it is like, so you like wake up and you actually have to like go to work. Yeah, you have an actual time schedule and like stuff like that. And I just remember the forklift. Yeah, it's fucking forklifts in these games, dude. Um, but like, you actually, it, it was an honest to life, honest to goodness, like life simulator, except with like. Kung Fu and martial arts and stuff. Right, right. It, it, it's kind. Of, it's kind of strange. Uh, it's definitely a game that was way ahead of its time. Yeah, I, back I, then, I don't think they had the processing power, or the you know, real capability to make it. Pretty much like back then, nobody liked it. Yeah. Not, like, it like, it, like there's a handful of people that that liked it. Like as we said, it was a cult classic. But nowadays, this is like the game people crave because right, they, they want this kind of this tactile, realistic. My life sucks, so I'd rather simulate someone else's life in a game where I drive a forklift. <laughs> I want to drive as a forklift driver, and then I want to do kung fu in the alleyway. So, so they pretty much were like, okay, we we want to make this game. It's on Kickstarter. Mm. It got funded almost right away, pretty much. And then Sony also came out and was like. We're going to make sure this game gets made. So yeah. we're going to like add those extra assets and add that extra money behind it to make yeah. sure it's it's a complete product that you'll want to play. Yeah, like a lot of people were saying that this is what was Sony was saying, that you want this game proven. Because in my mind, like, like you know, a, a giant multi-billion dollar company is asking for money to make a game. It, it seems kind of ridiculous. But, but I don't think that's for, entirely what it is. I think it's what they want to do is we want to make sure that People want this game. Exactly. I don't want to make this game, spend um, millions of dollars on it, and then have everybody be like, "Eh, I don't really care." Yeah, and then just like have like you know the you know everyone kind of you know have their attention span immediately go to something else. Right. I mean, like the, the, this is a game that people have been kind of clamoring for for a while. I mean, if you just look at the reaction videos on YouTube, you know, there are people who you know freak the fuck out because yeah, this game's yeah, even no. announced. That it's it's such a weird thing because when was the last time we saw? A game for this, and it was ages ago, right? Ages ago. So I mean, it seems like it was hundreds one of, those, of years ago. It's one of those things where if they had announced uh, Capcom came out, and was like, you know, we canceled Mega Man Legends three. Just kidding, we're still making that <laughs> shit. Oh, I would fucking freak out and just cry and like you know yell and generally just be a degenerate baby about it. <laughs> Uh, from excitement, of course. Sure. Uh-huh. Just keep telling yourself that. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it looked really cool and just. Um, um, I think it's cool that they're doing this. I yeah. think more companies should kind of take up that. And, you know, some people might be like, oh, well, these big companies shouldn't be asking for money. I don't think it's necessarily that. Yeah. I think it's more so um, with these smaller companies, yeah. Yeah. So with, like, ukulele. Yeah, these people don't really have a lot of money. They want to make this game. They want to help get it started and funded. And if we have enough money to make it, we're going to make it. We're going to make it great for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and with something like that, you see how much support a game like that had. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like that same thing, in my opinion. Oh, it's different. Sorry, completely different in, in this situation because this big company has the money to make this game. 
they can make this game any day of the week. Yeah. But they want to make sure that there's people who are going to buy the game or are interested in the game. And not just like there's internet hype about it, but when it comes out, everybody's like, eh. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, what, like I feel like that's how like Alien Isolation was. Yeah, everybody was really really excited about it when they announced it, but when it finally came out, the sales were garbage. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it, it, I'm I'm happy that this might be the first step in this kind of thing because I really want to see Capcom put out that Mega Man Legends yeah. three. I mean, if this be, if this becomes a regular thing for them. I, I can imagine a lot of really cool games that would never been made to get made. Yeah, so sequels to games that were classics and you yeah. love. I think that also this would kind of just open up other de- other bigger developers to kind of give okay to games that they wouldn't necessarily say okay on. Right. You know I mean, I mean, I would love if Microsoft did the same thing with like Psychonauts two. Right. Right. I mean, that would be the shit. Yeah, because Psychonauts was a great game, and if Microsoft or like Double Fine came out and was like, yeah, we want to make Psychonauts two, but you know, we don't really have all this money to put into it. Yeah, and Microsoft's um, in, interested in it, or you know, whoever, whichever yeah. developer is interested in it. So they were like, you know, give us some money, show us that this, show this big company that there is interest in this game. Exactly, pretty much. And then you know, they can show up and have this capital and be like, yeah, we have this money, to, this much money to start, but we need your help to, yeah. you know, do this or do that. And that would be really cool with some like Psychonauts or some mm-hmm. some of those like really really good games from last generation or the generation before that were like just so like ingrained and perfect and just like never really got to see another sequel. I mean like when this thing was announced just like minutes after it announced it was already up hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah like like they they were funded within the day. Yeah. And even now I'm pretty sure they're They're um, still getting money for it. Yeah yeah. I mean there's gonna be no shortage of backers for for this type for this game. Um, So that kind of wrapped it up for Sony. Yeah. Um, They had a solid press conference as well. Um, I think Microsoft kind of got the heads up on them just with yep. the backwards compatibility mm-hmm. um, and having a lot more of uh, fresh IP. Yeah. You know, not just like third party kind of stuff. Um, oh, and also, I forgot about this. This is also announced at Sony's um, Destiny DLC. Okay. The, the Taken King. Yeah. Um, comes out in September, I believe. Uh, it's going to be $40. So that kind of kind of hurts a little bit, yeah. Because I've paid sixty dollars for the game, um, thirty five dollars for both DLCs, Jesus, and now forty dollars for the next DLC. Yeah. Um, so I think what they should do, and I think we kind of discussed this a couple weeks ago, um, they shouldn't make a Destiny two. Mm-hmm. They should make a Destiny expansion. Or like you know, essentially like a giant patch or yeah. something. I don't, I don't know how you would put it, but yeah, they would make essentially add on to the game instead of making a second. Yeah, I, it'd be easier. It'd be easier in the long run. I mean, like even if they did do Destiny Two and just have it linked in with uh, the first Destiny disc or some along those lines, or some you can just download. Yeah, uh, and just have it linked in with the disc or whatever. Then I think that would just work. Yeah, yeah. As long there. as it's not like. Um, I'd be really upset if they did like Destiny Two, uh, full release, like re- you know, retail disc release and like digital release, and you can transfer your character over. But I'd be a little upset if we can't go back to like those old planets. Like, yeah. you can't go back and do that same old stuff. 
because uh, it's like boring and kind of stale as it is. I'd be a little upset that there's a Destiny 2. They say that they're like backing this thing for 10 years, 10 years worth of content behind yeah. it. And, and uh, they're kind of already jumping ship into a second into yeah. a sequel. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of lame in my opinion. Um, so that came out of Sony as well. But that was, uh, that was pretty good in my opinion. I was, uh, thought it was okay. Um, not enough to um, go get a PS4. Yeah. But it kind of like lets me see in the future. You know, they're also going to have Street Fighter. Mm. Um, but none of the stuff they showed is like enough for me to go buy a PS4. Yeah. Right. Um, that's just my opinion, though. So Nintendo, um, Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct like they do. Um, they don't have a conference. They kind of record everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed you the intro to the Direct. Yeah, yeah. The intro was amazing. <laughs> I think the intro they really like went above and beyond with that, with the Muppets and everything, and yeah. there were like actual Jim Henson Muppets and everything. So that's really cool. Um, you know, it just, it just that looked perfect. Hey, I, I love that. I, I got a pretty good laugh out of <laughs> out of yeah. all of that. So they showed off Star Fox Zero, uh, which is a new Star Fox game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I eh, it looks cool, but not enough to make me super excited about it. Yeah, it kind of just looks like any like a Star Fox sixty four, but better. super cleaned up. Yeah, like, super nice uh, graphics and everything. Um, and you can transform the vehicle, so you can transform mm-hmm. it into like this walking chicken looking thing, or into like the Land Cruiser, like the tank. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they kind of announced this, and like I said, it looked cool, um, but this was like their flagship. This was like their big thing they had at E3, yeah. and this was like pretty much all they really showed off. Yeah. Well, I mean, they completely skipped over a press conference, didn't they? They didn't really, yeah, yeah, they they didn't really do have press one conferences. Anyway. They do direct, so they just uh, pre-record everything, which is how they can get away with doing Muppets for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they showed that off, and like I said, it looked cool, but not enough to where it's like... This is going to make me buy a Wii U. Obviously, no. I already have one. Yeah. Anyone who's watching this and it's like, oh, Nintendo. Let I me mean, like, it Wii seems U. fun, but uh, yeah, like I don't have one. I'm not going to go buy one. Yeah, it, it's not enough to get you to push that forward. But a new Zelda game might have been enough to have be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go fucking get this. Right? Yeah. So um, they had that. They had a um, 3DS Zelda there mm-hmm. um, in the style of like um, the Four Swords. Okay. Yeah. Um, you remember that where you had like the four mm-hmm. characters and they were kind of like all working together to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that style, but it's three people. Okay. Um, and you can play online with friends. Um, it has that style of the new Link to the Past game, kind of like that as general aesthetic look and feel to it. Um, it looks okay. Um, it's not something I'm particularly excited for. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever they they give you that taste of like sirloin. And then they come out with, like, you know, a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like, technically, it's still meat, yeah. but it's not what I wanted. Yeah, it's... Right? It's, it, I mean, I think they just kind of left a lot of people blue balls when it came to the new yeah, Zelda game. Yeah, And I think that's 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 the only way I can really describe it. You know, blue balled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just upset. And I'm bitter that you showed me another Zelda thing, but not the Zelda thing I wanted to see. Um... Also, I'm upset that they showed us a fucking Metroid thing I didn't want to see. Yeah. Because they had this, like, Metroid uh, Federation uh, something or other. That's a 3DS game. Um, and it just... Uh, ugh. I don't... Like, I'll play it, and it looks cool. It's, it's, it's technically, like, Metroid Prime Federation something or other. 
um, but it's not the game I want. Yeah. And it's like you're like you're like tea, like I want I want delicious meat, and you're giving me like shitty meat. <laughs> it's like I don't want that. It's like you like like showed me like this. It's like when you go to like Subway and you see this delicious sandwich, and you actually get Subway, and you're like, this is garbage. You're uh, you're going pretty heavy on the food punch. I'm pretty hungry. I haven't eaten today, so <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's, it's just kind of like uh, it's a little upsetting that I want I want a new Metroid game, but you didn't give me the Metroid game that yeah. I wanted. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure what Nintendo has planned or anything because, I mean, when, when you really think about it, when you really look back on it, these guys are the kind of what made hardcore gaming what it is today. Yeah. I mean, like, their games in general, like Metroid and Super Mario, like, all the Mario stuff they put out, and then uh, even Star Fox and, uh, and the Zelda games are just all... They're, they're like the epitome of hardcore games. There's so a lot. This, there's a lot to take in on those games. Yeah. So this is very interesting to me, just because. Um, so, you announced earlier in the year that you are working on your next console. Mm-hmm. Um, you announced that it's not. You're not going to show this new console at all. Okay, that's fine. Um, you told us about it. And that makes sense. Why you did it? Because you didn't want people to be afraid that you were going to go straight into mobile and just do nothing but mobile games. So I understand that. I understand that you you know you talk about your next dedicated gaming console, um, but you don't talk about it at your conference, and you give me no reason to care about your current console. Yeah, um, that's a problem. I, like, that was a really bad move in Nintendo's field, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, that's what kind of fucked them over last generation too. That's the reason why they had to release. The Wii U, like a year before Microsoft dropped um, Xbox One and PS4, yeah. and the PS4 was dropped too. Um, and it just like Zelda would have been that big thing. Like even if you, even if it's not ready, show me a fucking another little teaser for it. Yeah, just give me another little nugget to hold me over until you know, until when it comes out. But instead, you know, we get um, we get those games I've already talked about. We got a Mario Tennis um, that they're coming out with, apparently. Um, we got a crossover of Mario and Luigi Dream Team and uh, Paper Mario, mm-hmm. which, whatever. And then neither of those games was, like, I think the last Paper Mario game, which was Sticker Star on the 3DS, really left a bad taste in people's mouth because it was pretty shitty. Um, and then the other game, it's just kind of like, eh, that, it was okay, but now you're mix- mixing the two together. Yeah. Kinda, I kind of really don't care for it. Um, and this is coming from me being a Nintendo fan. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe other people out there are more hyped for it, but I particularly am not. Yeah. Um, so we had that. What else did they announce? They showed off the Animal Crossing um, Happy Home Designer. Which is so 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 Animal Crossing. You know what Animal Crossing? Yeah, I know right. Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing. One of the big things that a lot of people really took to is building up your houses and making them look real pretty mm-hmm. and like designing and stuff. This is, uh, I believe, it's called Animal Crossing Home Designer or something like that. Yeah. But it's pretty much just you uh, designing homes for all these like Animal Crossing characters, and that's about it. Okay. Um, if you're into that, uh, it seems like a really cool game, but. Me particularly, it doesn't really I prefer seem like something everybody's gonna be into. Yeah, though. I prefer Animal Crossing for Animal Crossing and all the other shit you do. So this is kind of like, eh, whatever. 
Um, what else did they have? There was something else that they showed that I was very sort of upset with. Um, I can't even remember right now. Uh, they did show uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, which I'm kind of okay. excited about. Um, just the general look and feel of that game is really, really yeah. like cute. <laughs> Fucking adorable as shit. Toads adorbs. So it's just this yarn Yoshi... <clears throat> And, like, when he jumps, his little feet turn a little put propeller and he's, like, trying to, like, hover. Um, they did a really good job with the way that game looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I'm upset about is that Europe is getting this game, like, next month. Yeah. And we have to wait till September. Oh. That's kind of um, fucked up. The yarn seems to be a big thing because there was that one and then there yeah, was the Yeah, they had a... Yeah, yeah. Another game we saw at E3 that I kind of skipped over. Was that, that was Sony, right? Sony E3. Was that a Sony thing? I think it might have been E3 or not E3 EA. Yeah, I think is the one that put that out. But yeah, it's it's like this like yarn kind of like a cutesy like kind of that one looks more so like realistic uh, a yarn character in a realistic world. Yeah, like this is everything is like yarn okay. covered in. in Yoshi. Well, still everything's yarn for the moment, for the moment. Everyone's digging on yarn. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's digging that like kind of like cute feel because like technically they had a couple on the Wii they had um, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right, huh? Yeah. So it looks cool. Uh, like I said, the only thing I'm bitter about that is that it's gonna it's gonna be a while before it's out. Yeah. Um, they showed off the Xenoblades game, which uh, looks really cool, but it's not drawing enough in those big IPs that I want to see for yeah. Nintendo, right? Because that's what you that's what you have a Nintendo console for is for those IPs. Mm. Um, I can get third party games wherever I want. Um, and technically, this isn't a third-party game. This is a uh, first-party Nintendo IP, but it's not that classic IP I want, so it's kind of upsetting. Um, another thing we saw, which this is actually I'm kind of excited for, is uh, Super Mario Maker. I think we talked about this a little, little earlier in the podcast, but it just looks really cool. Yeah. Um, the level designs that I've seen come out of it, as of now... Um, Flip Mario on its head completely. Yeah. Um, to the point to where you're, it just kind of completely changes the way you think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks really cool. But overall, like I said, I'm just kind of upset with um, with Nintendo's conference. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were upset too. They wanted that big reveal of like, yeah. Um, we told you uh, Zelda wasn't going to be here, but look. Or here like, you know, here's that next, like, 3D platformer. Yeah. Like, you know, people were, I think people were upset that they didn't come out. Uh, guns a-blazing on that. Yeah, they just had, like, a bunch of missed opportunities this year. Yeah. It's kind of sad, really. It's kind of, it's very upsetting. Yeah, and they, they kind of came out and talked about it, and they were like, well, we don't want to, like you know, show you games that aren't going to be out, like, this year. That's all that happens, though. Yeah. I mean, at E3, I mean, you, I mean, you kind of give everyone a taste. Is like, yeah, you give, you give, you tell everybody what they're seeing this year, but then you give them one small taste of something they'll see next year. Yeah. We saw that with Gears at the Microsoft conference. Exactly. Um, they showed that little bit of, like, gameplay footage, and, um... That was it. Like, it was just, like, a quick, like, you know, just a couple minutes, and then mm-hmm. it said holiday 2016. But that's enough to build enough hype for that, so by the time that it gets to that date, yep. everybody's super pumped for it. Yep. Um, once again, just a bunch of missed opportunity for Nintendo yeah. on this one. Yeah, it, 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 I think they kind of came out on bottom. But the Muppet thing was fucking cool as shit, so. <laughs> 
Um, the last uh, kind of big conference we had was uh, Square Enix. Yeah, they they had a lot of really cool. Um, they had cool stuff. So just cause I don't know if you've ever played those. Games I played the first one um, through. Uh, I didn't play the second one. Uh, uh, first one just just so like crazy. Fucking just let's make explosions. It's like so you get a parachute and you get a grappling hook. Go nuts and you literally just go fucking nuts in that exactly, game. That's all yeah. you do. So this um, the story of this one is. Um, so you're like this former CIA guy or like this former like you know like government military guy yeah and you're set out to like um like start like a coup and overthrow yeah so like, in this government. one in the end this one you go back to your like home country and are essentially overthrowing this, this yeah you know dictatorship yeah, whatever. dictatorship that's taken over that's uh, so you're taking down like propaganda shit and mm-hmm. stuff like that and blowing things up like fucking throwing like you know your two grappling hooks one towards a fucking helicopter yeah. and another one towards a fucking tanker and then you like press the button and the two just go yeah and just a giant explosion and just just ridiculous yeah. just over the top and just uh i'm pretty excited about that i i mean like like this game just seems it's just so wild so crazy i mean with the second one it took a while for people to adopt the second one um, yeah. The first one people took to it pretty quickly just because it was a brand new game. Um, people, you know, like uh, a lot of people liked it. Some people didn't really dig it so much. And it kind of just got a bit of a lukewarm response, which kind of translated into the second game not being received as well. Yeah. So uh, this one, uh, just the way they presented it and the way they showed it and the way that it, it's kind of grown more beloved, I think this is going to be kind of one of those sleeper hits. Yeah, um, you know, it's... it's and it's coming out soon, I believe, at the end of this year. Yeah. I'm definitely curious for this game. So, I'm yeah, at least, once again, at least I'm going to get gameplay that. Yeah. Um, another thing we saw at a Square Enix, uh, much anticipated uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, people have been fucking waiting for this game for years. Well, yeah, so the yeah, as long Kingdom as last Hearts 2 came out, uh, it was a PS2 game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that alone should give you, like, a 10-year gap between... Yeah. Hmm. The last game in this game. And two years ago, they decided it'd be a good idea to tease this. And everybody was like, oh my god, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so they were like <laughs> freaking out, right? And All the Hot um, Topic kids are losing their shit at the moment. Yeah. And um, and then last year we heard nothing. Yeah. Last year it was just completely dark. And everybody was like, so uh, is it not happening, happening anymore? Like what's going on? And then this year they came out and showed another trailer for it, actual like some gameplay stuff from in the game. And I'm not a huge fan of the series or anything, but it looks cool. I mean, like uh, the the whole combination of like Final Fantasy and Disney in and of itself is such a weird, yeah, such a weird combo. But then it hit so well, and like everybody really adapted it. And yeah, uh, you know, you're a huge if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, you like the characters. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of Disney, you love the worlds that these the characters worlds. are running around yeah. in. So uh, Anne is like a huge, mm-hmm. huge Final Fantasy person. Or not Final Fantasy. Yeah. She's a huge Kingdom Hearts person and a huge Disney person. So, yeah. so she didn't really care for the Final Fantasy aspect of it as much. But like being able to go into like the Pooh like storybook land, mm-hmm. uh, that the, was like really you know the whole tangled world that they have in yeah, for it. that looked really cool too. I mean, especially now with like uh, modern games having DLCs and add-ons and stuff. I mean, and just the fact that Disney owns Marvel property and owns Marvel properties. And uh, the Star Wars properties, you can only just wonder how much longer it's going to take before you're running around on Tatooine or Endor, or if See, you're running through the streets. So my theory is Spider-Man or something. Um, my theory is that um, they 
So last year we had this big acquiring of properties. Last year and the year before. Yeah. Um, so the two years ago, whenever they showed this off, they were just starting to kind of like pick up steam and like get all these mm-hmm. big properties. So when they showed that trailer, I think they were expecting to ship probably last year. Yeah. But with all these uh, new properties that they've acquired, I think they were like, uh, "Let's hold off. You're pushing it back." You're pushing it back, and you're adding a Star Wars world in there. You're adding a Marvel world in there, and you're not going to sh- like say anything about it until like right before the game comes out, just to spike those sales real quick before the game. I, like, that seems like releases. a very likely likely scenario, just to bo- boost up all the sales that they can get. Because like I don't care for a Kingdom Hearts game, but if you fucking show me that I can run around on Tatooine, or like you know run around and fucking you know. Hoth and indoor, yeah, or or any kind of like Marvel area, you know, hang out with Wookies on Kashyyyk and shit. Yeah, yeah, anything like that. I'd be like, fuck yeah, this is this is not the Star Wars game I wanted, but I'm totally gonna get it. Yeah. Um. So that was really cool. Um, I th- like I said, they didn't announce a release date or anything. Um. But I'm assuming that we're gonna see something next year. Yeah, more than likely, I'm assuming it's gonna be released next year. Because it looked fairly polished and clean when we saw it. But, of course, they spend months making sure these E3 trailers look Yeah, super I mean, nice. they can't afford to really fuck up uh, presentations at this scale. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Especially with something that's so hype and hasn't been talked about. They're going to make sure that everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, moving on. Moving on. No more Kingdom Hearts suck. Um, they talk about Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII coming to mobile platforms. Um, more so it's going to be like a tablet um, iPad kind of a thing Yeah, um, it was a smart move because of course they announced the Final Fantasy 7 remake mm-hmm. so if you want to play uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be the remake version or the old version that's going to be on mobile platforms they kind of announced that that's going to happen um, one of the big things I guess that people were kind of excited about was Hitman Yeah, um, I'm a fan of the series Hitman's been just kind of a cool fun game to play, uh, like the last game was kind of was kind of strange just because like they they opened it up so much to where um, like you kind of lost track of what to do. Yeah, and there was just and then you kind of kept getting caught because there were so many ways to get caught. Yeah, because because so they much. give you like twenty different options to complete this one mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that kind of made it like very easy to um, to get caught and stuff like that. So. Um, I th- I think they're gonna try and go back to more so like a basics, just like straight up mm-hmm. shoot this dude in the head from like super far away. Yeah, I mean, or like go in and like steal somebody's like you know suit uniform and stuff. like move in and. I mean, like there, there's definitely no shortage of ways to kill a person in this game either. Um, they still have like a bunch of different ways yeah. to do it, but it's just that I think they've kind of like parted down a little bit to a nice, you know, a nice level of right to where it's it's not one option, but it's also not thirty of them. Yeah. So I mean, like, I mean, like, you can give me thirty ways to, to beat this um, to beat this level, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just like, not gonna, go through it thirty yeah, times exactly. You know, I mean, I'll go through it like four or five times. Yeah, I Maybe. think which is which is why you can do something like Ghost uh, Recon is planning on doing. Um, you have a quiet option, you have a loud option, mm-hmm. you have like more so like a ambush option, or like a option where um, you are like fucking with certain things where they'll like fall and kill someone. Yeah. Uh, if you keep it limited to certain options, then that would be okay. Yeah. Just like different styles of like attempting this. Um. 
I don't know. I don't know if they really had a lot, um, but I think what they had was strong. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much E3. I mean, we saw a I don't know a couple other little things come out here and there throughout the actual show. Yeah, but for the most part, that's the big stuff that they wanted everybody to kind of uh, be hyped for. Yep. Um, Jerry, if I have to ask you, um, who do you think, quote unquote, will win E3? Um, Technically, there's no winning, of course, but... Yeah, um, everyone has their opinions on, like, who won over E3 and stuff. Um, I would have to say... Are we just talking about consoles or everyone who participated in general? Just everybody in general. So if you had to pick, like, like, a developer that came out on top, and then on top of that... If you can pick a winner as far as like a game for mm-hmm. E3 that was above and beyond, um, if I had to pick a developer, I'd probably say Ubisoft was kind of on top. You know, they they had way more new products to kind of just show off and go, ooh, shiny look, and yeah. um, because Bethesda had some really cool stuff too, um, uh, but they were really banking on Fallout Four. For like almost everything. Yeah, so Bethesda, I think the only reason I wouldn't choose them is just because we knew what we were getting with Bethesda. Yeah. Um, The only thing we didn't know about was Dishonored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But we knew about Doom. We knew Doom was going to be there, and we knew that Fallout was going to be there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, As strong and amazing as those games were, and in my opinion, I would choose Fallout 4 as my number one from that show. In all honesty, me too. Um, I wouldn't choose Bethesda because we already knew what was coming. Yeah. Their their game, like uh, Fallout 4. Is the game I'm most excited for, 100. Uh, percent But I feel like Ubisoft as a developer had way more, um, way more to bring to the table than yeah. Bethesda did. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about console in general, um, yeah. If you had to pick one of the three pillars, Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo. Well, Nintendo's out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nintendo's immediately out. Unless I get a puppet. If they send me a puppet, then, then yeah. <laughs> Not that my opinion matters or anything. Um, uh, I guess I'd had to say I guess I don't know it's, it's kind of a toss up either way just because I mean like they uh, there's a lot of third party releases going out on both consoles and uh, but I guess like Microsoft just had a lot more uh, just a lot they, they had more exclusives for them and then they also have like I mean they may not be just you know complete exclusives just like some timed exclusives yeah but they definitely had some more stuff to kind of go with or stick with Xbox for a little bit longer than um, than PlayStation has even though PlayStation has been leading in like their uh, their console sales for like since the, this new generation kind of kicked off yeah I think um, Microsoft kind of took it away and one of the things that really pushed them there, in my opinion, was that backwards compatibility announcement. Yeah. Um, that's I haven't that gotten rid of all of my Xbox 360 games yet, so I'm hoping that you know Red Dead is announced to be yeah, backwards compatible. Yeah, I, I think, I think they, uh, they have a poll up on their website that um, you can choose um, which games you want them to like, you know, make backwards compatible. Yeah. And I believe Red Dead is the number one voted game on that list right now. Yeah, because I wouldn't mind playing through that shit again because it yeah. was a fucking great game. Yeah, no, and it seems like the way they're going to do it is um, I'm sure they're going to find some way to, um, to you know, work around this. But so when you put in the, um, when you put in the disc, mm-hmm. it's going to trigger a download for the game. Yeah. So um, the game will be downloaded onto your console. Um, will that mean that you'll be able to play your game without a disc? I'm not too sure. Yeah. 
I mean, from from the looks of it, uh, because they they were showing some of the stuff off too, um, is that what it does is that they stream they they built okay well, they built a Xbox three sixty virtually right um, they built it up just completely through software right so then um, it they said something like it streams through the Xbox One and that's how you play it and then you get not only just like the, the ability to play games you, you have like the entire setup you get the right, dashboard right, right. you get the pop-up menu that comes on when you press the center yeah, button yeah 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 um, so Bill my, my main question is though um, will I be able to let's say put in Red Dead into my console it'll download the game and then do I need the game to continue playing yeah um, that's my question yeah I'm sure that they're gonna find a way to do that um, it'd be real cool if they didn't, not just because, um, you know, you can sell the game or you can have just one copy of the game that everybody is, you know, like downloading from. Not even because of that, but because I don't like fucking having to get up and switch discs. Yeah. I'm fucking fat and lazy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's like five feet away and then I like got if I if I could like send in my disc to a company and they destroy it. But they send me a digital code for the game. I would fucking love that. I mean, like, I, I can like just imagine something like that happening at like a GameStop. I mean, like, you take in like all your backwards compatible games, and you go here. You have these, and they they give you a download code straight up. Right. I mean, one that probably saves them a lot of money from having to pay having to buy back those games. Right. And then two, I mean, you're not going to feel as burned. Going back and selling your sixty dollar game for you know fifteen bucks, exactly. And, and it's one of those things where I will see deals for okay. So so Groupon had a deal for the Master Chief Collection for thirty dollars, mm-hmm. um, but it was a disc. So I was like, I don't want a disc. Um, so I ended up buying the Master Chief Collection on my console, but it cost me sixty bucks. So my laziness cost me thirty dollars. <laughs> Which I'm like I'm okay with that But I'm kind of upset by it If I could like Buy that copy And Get a digital Code in return for it So I'm sure the reason why They don't want the, You know Something like this to happen Is because they don't want You to download it Get a digital copy And sell your Copy to GameStop Exactly so now you've got a free game Essentially And then like a couple bucks so, On the side Yeah So they don't want that But If I could like Send it into Microsoft and have them be like, destroy this copy so you make sure that nobody else can like resell it or anything, mm-hmm. but send me a digital code. Like, that would be fucking cool. I think so. Even if I had to pay like maybe a couple extra bucks. Because uh, the reason why I say this is because disc games are so much more likely to go on sale than a digital copy mm-hmm. on, on the Xbox or the PlayStation Store. Exactly. Um, on the PC, it's not that big of a deal because Steam has sales like every day. Mm hmm. Uh, Microsoft really doesn't do that. And even when they do, they'll give you sale for like four or five games, but none of them are the games that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So, give me a fucking digital copy, you guys. Please. <laughs> want to get my fucking Fallout Pip Boy edition without a fucking physical disc <laughs> to spend fucking $200 and then sell Fallout game for fucking $50 and I feel bad because I'm underselling Bethesda and shit. God damn it. Oh, the problems we face. Um So I think that's gonna that, that that's pretty much our big E3 show. Um 
I don't know if you have any movie news you want to talk about before we wrap up here. Um, there, there's only like one real small thing, and even then, it's kind of mainly a discussion about. I, this. We can talk about it. So technically, I won't feel bad when I put uh, that we're a gaming movie and comic book <laughs> podcast, yeah. and all we talk about is games this week. Well, yeah, it doesn't really bother me so much, but um, so there was a, a, a new trailer for um, this new film coming out on Stars. Uh, it, it stars Robin Williams in his last role ever. Um, uh, it's a, a movie called Boulevard. Um, it's a very dramatic, emotional role for him. Uh, he's not really a stranger to those kinds of roles. He's, I mean, he's won an Academy Award for uh, what was it? Uh, uh, with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and. Uh, Good Will Hunting. Yeah, yeah. Escape me for real. The name escape me. For Usually doesn't happen for you. I'm kind yeah, of, I know. I'm kind of surprised that <laughs> it, just, it just it just got away from me there for a second. But um, uh, he he won Academy Award for that. He was nominated for Good Morning Vietnam, um, which was a kind of a good mix of his uh, comedy, his comedy and, and his his, yeah. his dramatic uh, his dramatic capabilities. And then you know we know like in uh, you know twenty four hour photo and and. Uh, Insomnia, he does really great in those, and we kind of discussed that a little bit last time. Yeah. Of uh, comedic char- characters taking on uh, dramatic roles, but this is his last role ever, and this is possibly coming out. So uh, there's a lot of people who are going to be digging this movie just because it's his last role. Right. Yeah. No. Even if this movie is complete shite, like, yeah. um, like because Robin Williams is such like a he's a, such a beloved guy in Hollywood yeah, and, and, and such and a great you know, actor. He, he appeals to so many different people. Older people for more of his dramatic roles, um, for kids with things like Aladdin when he played the genie mm-hmm. like that. Even Mrs. Doubtfire as yeah. well. He was great in that. Um, um, so he's one of those people who, and even as gamers, we have to really like feel bad because he was a big gamer too. Like his yeah. daughter's name Zelda. Yeah. Right. So, um, and they even had like uh, 3DS commercials with with Robin Williams mm-hmm. like a couple years ago. Um, so yeah, and I feel like he's just. This movie is going to be big, even if it's not that good. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to spare everyone the details of the movie, just because uh, you can pretty much just find out. It's kind of one of those trailers that gives a lot away for the, yeah. the plot of it. Um, but uh, it's mostly just because they're kind of focusing on the fact that Rob Williams is in the movie. So, but he's not the only actor who's had a lot of posthumous uh, releases. Um, the most recent ones we can really think of. You know, uh, we think of Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, he won his Academy Award for his portrayal of the Joker. Um, uh, and then going back as far as, you know, Chris Farley in that really bad Michael McDonald movie. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, dirty Business, Dirty Work, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it just it was a weird movie, but like it came out afterwards, and it wasn't like mm-hmm. that like swan song that people would have hoped for. Yeah, like I feel like with Robin Williams, this is more of that swan song kind of yeah. style. That definitely. Um, it, and uh, I think even John Ritter had a movie that came like like uh, another movie that was supposed to come out, but was kind of pulled from release because of his untimely passing. Yeah, because um, his his was his happened just as sudden, um, but. So I guess what I like the, um, what I would kind of want to put out is just what does everyone else think of when they see these posthumous releases? Um, oh, there was, there was another one I was thinking of. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's had had one. He was like in a, in a few flicks that came out after he died. But um, so do you like do you think 
that this is a good move to kind of capitalize on that this is his last role or do you think that this is some or should they just kind of focus in on more on the movie itself? I think it depends. I think it entirely depends on the role that they played in that movie. So like in the Chris Farley movie he was a side character. Yeah. But it was still like a garbagey kind of a movie. Yeah. It wasn't that you know great of a movie. So you don't want that to be the last taste of Chris Farley you get. Not not Mm -hmm. sound like completely gay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But you know you don't want that like you don't want that to be the last thing you think about for these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, with someone like Robin Williams, who isn't a stranger to dramatic roles, mm-hmm. um, it seems in better taste. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is me, but I feel like with certain things it, it'll work well. Like with with uh, with Batman, with the Joker, like yeah. you had like this amazing movie, and it was just you know, yeah, he did such a good job in it. Whereas you're just like, you, you want to see that performance. Yeah. Because, and then when you look at the trailers for those movies, they don't really focus in on Heath Ledger. Right, right, yeah. But it was just enough to where you're like, oh. It intrigued me enough to kind of go about it. But I think it was also because maybe Christopher Nolan kind of had more of a kind of a hand in, in a lot of decisions that were made. Yeah. Um, but this, um, just to kind of put it out there, who, to anyone listening, just I want everyone's thoughts on what how they feel about these posthumous releases, kind of focusing in on this actor who um, who has unfortunately passed away. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is not to say this is yeah, something that shouldn't happen. I'm not saying this is something that shouldn't happen. But yeah. a lot of people we're have not, a lot of mixed we're not, feelings. We're not saying that... You should cancel a movie entirely because one of your actors yeah. has passed away. Exactly. Um, but at the same, like you know, with think about uh, what happened uh, with the new Fast and the Furious movie. Exactly. With Paul Walker's, you know, sudden mm-hmm. passing, and he died during the middle of production, and then they had to use not only his brother but CGI to kind of finish up yeah. a lot of his role, a lot of his scenes. Um, which, from what I heard, it was done tastefully. Yeah, it's, they kind of just left it with a happy ending and let yeah. kind of let his character kind of walk off into the sunset, yeah. so to speak, um, for the rest of the series. Um, so I guess like uh, to anyone who's listening, just kind of I, I really actually would like to hear a lot of people's opinions, opinions on this, just it, because because yeah, I it, you know you might feel differently than I yeah. do about this, um, but it's just like with certain things, yeah, it's done yeah. in good taste. With other ones, it's just kind of like ah. Because maybe we should have reshot these things. Yeah. Because because, but then I, again, you know, you do that, and then people get butt hurt that that like, oh, this person was in the movie, but now just because they're dead, you're yeah. cutting them out. But yeah, I mean, like, you're in a no-win situation no matter what. For yeah. most, of, like, through if you well, no matter what decision anyone decides to make, um, it just that feels personally for me. I'm kind of being emi- uh, emotionally manipulated into seeing this movie. I'm usually down for whatever movie. I think is a good role for an actor or as a different role for an actor or something that I would definitely like to see somebody do in particular. But this one just kind of seems like they're definitely kind of, you know, turning it, like sticking you with the knife and kind of turning the blade a little bit to kind of force you to go to kind of watch this movie. Because, I mean, they say in Robin Williams' last role ever. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude. You're kind of hammering away the point a little bit too hard for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Um, another thing in movie news, um, we had Kung Fu Panda 3. 
Trailer oh, yeah. drop. Brian Cranston, ZMB, um, uh, Pose, Jack Black's dad. In it. Yeah. So another once again, I'll probably see it just because I want to see Brian Cranston go all like Hal from Malcolm in the Middle on this. Yeah, to go from um, and he's been in other roles, of course, but to go from his last big super hit of like, Breaking Bad, yeah, uh, and his last big super hit before that was Malcolm in the Middle. To go back to that kind of like Malcolm in the Middle style of yeah, I think that's pretty, and pretty fun cool. and. Um, that the only other thing I can think of I talked to you just a second um, about this before we started was uh, they kind of released some pictures from the uh, Ghostbusters uh, they started filming yeah. uh, all female Ghostbusters um, they kind of dropped some pictures for it and yeah, it looks okay it looks okay I'm just not I'm not too excited for it just because if I would if I were to be super excited for it I'd want more um, involvement from as much of the original cast as possible. Yeah. So I would want... And know, that doesn't necessarily mean from an acting standpoint, but from a writing standpoint more so than anything else, yeah. right? Because um, I don't know so. I don't know who's um, who wrote the screenplay for, for this one. But either way, like, people are just trying... Like, like the studios are trying to make this Ghostbusters thing into something more than it is. I mean, they're trying to tra- change it into a... Like a summer blockbuster movie, right? When it's not that kind of movie at all. Yeah, no, and it it shouldn't aim for that because it, if they aim for that, I don't. I'm not gonna like it. Yeah, because every summer blockbuster movie is essentially the same thing, right? Like big action packed, like you know, explosions, like, and yeah, set pieces. Like that's not what Ghostbusters is about. Exactly. So I don't. If they do that, I'm gonna be a little disappointed by it. Um, but I think that's it in movie news. I. Feel like we were inclined a little bit to talk about movies yeah. just because uh, it's kind of been a slow week for movies. I mean, there's a, there's definitely some interesting trailers, but it's, it's kind of weird that those interesting trailers are for like uh, Showtime and Stars releases. Right, right, right. Um, um, I think we're getting right to the end of our summer blockbusters. I think that's pretty much yeah. Like because I mean, like Jurassic Park just destroyed the box office, right? And that that I hear was really really. Amazing and blew people away. And then some people will like, like it's it's weird because like there's like not a lot of middle ground on this. Either some people really loved you it, either love it, or, or you, you hate fucking it. people didn't really like it that yeah. much. And um, there hasn't been that much in the middle from my perspective, at least. Right, right. So I mean, um, like, I went to try and go see it here in town, and dude, like the they all the show times up till three o'clock were sold out. So if I was to even try and get one, get a fucking ticket, I'd have to wait till like four or five o'clock to yeah. see it. And I'm not about to wait four or five o'clock to see it because I had like a bunch of crap I had. Yeah, to yeah, take. No, that's understandable. I'm gonna try and go watch it uh, probably tomorrow. Yeah, me too. Um, I kind of just have been working this week, so tomorrow's probably gonna be the best way to. I'm gonna get up super early. I'm gonna go fucking march down there and I'm gonna camp out for a little bit if I have to. Just, uh, just like Fandango, your tickets right now. <laughs> I, I, is Fandango still a thing? Yeah, yeah, no, it's actually pretty cool. Not this isn't a fucking Fandango plug or anything, unless you Fandango wants to fucking send us some free movie tickets. That'd be pretty fucking cool. But um, no, I bought uh, tickets to go see uh, the Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron on Fandango, uh, sitting on my couch like two, three hours before showtime. Um, bought the ticket um, and showed up. Didn't have to walk up to the... Uh, to, the to the ticket booth or anything? Yeah, just straight up walk in, show them my phone. They scanned the little... QR uh, code. QR code. Cool. On my phone, and I fucking walked right in. <laughs> so that's, you know... Maybe, I guess. The future is now, Joey. Take advantage of the future. Make me. <laughs> I'm not. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I actually talked about you the, to the blah, blah, blah. Did that again. Last week, um, after we were done recording, I told you about this. Um, but uh, Quentin Tarantino of The Hateful Eight mm-hmm. is going to be releasing two weeks early Yeah, on 70mm. Yep. Um, so that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I believe the movie is slated to come out at the very beginning of January. Mm-hmm. So the movie will be available... Uh, mid September, mid to late, yeah. uh, not September, December. Yeah. Mid December to late September, or December. Um, you, um, usually, when, uh, when films are released on, uh, on, like when some directors, because there's not a whole lot of directors who still produce on actual film. Like the only ones I can really think of are Quentin Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson. And Paul Thomas Anderson's movie before Inherent Vice. Which was the master? He shot it on seventy millimeter, and he had to, and that was only in select theaters. Right, and that's what they're doing with this one. This one is coming out to select theaters that can run that format. Exactly, because there's uh, so many movie theaters have gone digital now. Because mm-hmm. that's usually how movies are sent over. Yeah, right. So, so I might make a journey down to the ArcLight if I have to, um, to because I wouldn't mind seeing the Hateful Eight in. Uh, um, in 70mm I, I missed a bunch of other cool films that I could have seen on 70mm film uh, mostly because I was either working or just I found out about it way too late yeah so, I mean, this is something I'm very excited for um, you have to come down we'll do, do yeah. a fucking crash there or something and um, we'll talk about it the next day I'm sure we'll make a journey Yeah, <laughs> we'll make it a day trip um, so I'm pretty excited about it and also I'm just really excited that I get to see you know the new Tarantino movie um, to see it a couple weeks early is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's not like a lot early. It's like two weeks. But it's enough to where I, it'll make me feel very special if I go watch it. I'm a special little snowflake. And I don't know. I, I love Tarantino films, so it's you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah, he, um, he, he he's kind of like that director that a lot of people latch on to when they first start getting into movies. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, his, his movies have just kind of that unique quality that not a lot of people have. I mean, like, a lot of people tried to copy his style. As soon as, like, Pulp Fiction came out, man, people were, like, all over his, like, his shit just trying to, you know, do things in a Tarantino style. Yeah. Um, so I think we should, uh, wrap it up. I'm fucking super hungry. I haven't eaten today. Um, so we will be back, uh, next week. Next week, next week, next week. Um, Hopefully with less gaming news and more movie news. Yeah. Hopefully we have a more beefier movie uh, movie week um, this coming week. Yeah. But for now, just because we just had E3, most of it had to be centered around E3, guys. So. I mean, you can't not talk about E3. And right. Yeah. Hey, if you're it's if you're into gaming, you know about E3. If you're really into gaming, you follow E3. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. E3 is just this big... It's, it's, it's like gamer Christmas. Exactly. You know, it's all these things that you want to hear about. This is the place to kind of show them off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to... We'll, we'll try this up. Let's go home. I'm very fucking hungry right now. Yeah. Um, so, we'll be back next week. We'll see you later, you guys.